Hello and welcome to Dealcast, the weekly M&A podcast presented to you by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. I'm Juliana Needham. I'm a business journalist who's been covering M&A for a decade. Now, a major Chinese company is looking to list in the US. That's Shein, the fast fashion clothing company that's all over TikTok. But for Shein and other Chinese groups, seeking a US listing is not exactly easy. To find out more, I'm joined by Troy Hooper, who's head of pre-event equity capital markets for Merger Market in the US. Hi, Troy. Thanks very much for joining me. Hi, Juliana. So we last spoke in the summer when we talked about the wider ECM market in the US. Can you give me a very brief overview of how it's looking now at the end of 2023? Yeah, the ECM market has been disappointing. There were very few IPOs this year, and most of the listings listings that did occur are trading below their first day price. Follow-on offerings and convertible debt deals have kept the ECM market afloat, but everyone is really waiting for the IPO window to fully open. There's a huge backlog of companies waiting and wanting to go public. In the technology sector, for example, there were five IPOs this year and only a couple last year. And usually we see 35 to 40 tech IPOs in the US every year. So if market conditions are favorable, next year could be a relative bonanza for the sector. Thanks, Troy. So today we're focusing on Chinese companies looking to list in the US. We've had a few major IPOs being announced recently, the big one being Shein, the fast fashion company, which is already causing a whole heap of controversy in the US. And there's also Zika, the electric car company owned by Geely. Now, the head of China for the New York Stock Exchange has said there's strong appetite for Chinese companies listing, as demonstrated by these two, Shein and Zika, but it's challenging. Can you expand a bit more on that and run through what those hurdles are for Chinese companies looking to list in the US, including the regulatory hurdles, please? Yes, that's right, Juliana. As US-China relations have broken down in recent years, authorities on both sides have implemented strict disclosure and data compliance regulations that don't make it easy for Chinese companies to list in the US. Two and a half years ago, you might remember there was a Chinese ride-hailing firm called Didi, that floated and eventually delisted from the New York Stock Exchange after it came under pressure from Chinese regulators. This year, there have been 20 Chinese companies to list in the U.S., collectively raising nearly $600 million, according to DealLogic. And that's an improvement from last year, when only 11 companies raised about $470 million uh, from U.S. listings. But typically... um, or what I should say is this year and last year were just a fraction of what we saw in 2020 and 2021 when listings totaled close to $13 billion each of those years. Thanks, Troy. So in a slow US IPO market, do you think investors will be open to Chinese IPO stories? And perhaps we can use Shein and Zika as examples. That's a great question. So far, it's not looking good. The aftermarket performance of the 20 Chinese companies that went public in the U.S. this year has not been stellar. Only eight of them are trading above their listing price, and these were not big listings. Of those eight, the biggest only raised $69 million, and the largest of the losers is a company called Hasai Group, which raised about $190 million in its offering, and its stock has lost 
just about half of its value. So Xi'an faces a real test. It moved its headquarters to Singapore, but its Chinese roots and operations there won't protect it from regulatory scrutiny. There has been concern around its labor and copyright practices that a U.S. House committee is investigating right now. Zeker also has challenges. It planned to go public last month, but after feeling out investors, it decided to postpone its listing. The valuation Zeker expected to get was not what investors were willing to pay. It also cut the amount of plan to raise in half from $1 billion to $500 million. Likewise, this month, another Chinese firm, ZKH Group, which provides procurement services for industrial supplies, it lowered its, the amount it's looking to raise in its IPO as well. It's refiled its IPO paperwork a few times and cut its raise from $300 million down to, down to $66 million. So that's quite a haircut. So Sheehan's executive chairman was apparently in London recently exploring the option of listing the company on the London Stock Exchange. Now, its $90 billion valuation has been disputed. Is there an additional valuation discount to price in for the cross-border and regulatory risk? Or is the pressure seen on valuations the same for all potential issuers across the board? There is some disagreement about that amongst advisors. Some are saying the regulatory risks and questions questions around its business practices will weigh heavily on its listing. Others believe that US-Chinese relations are improving and that broader macroeconomic factors are much more important. The company reportedly registered a down round in May when it raised $2 billion at a $66 billion valuation, which was lower than its $100 billion valuation last year. And what are investors saying? What's the feedback from investors that you've spoken to? The investors I've spoken to aren't very excited about the the Chinese listings. There are so many other opportunities that are expected to uh, come online next year in terms of U.S. tech companies that a lot of people have been anxious to um, see go public, you know, I think there's much more excitement for those. Uh, that said, you know, a lot of these um, cross-border opportunities, they kind of cater to a certain type of an investor. So I'm sure there, there will be some funds that are focused on Asia that will um, certainly be buying these stocks. And alongside Zika, there's also another Chinese-owned car company listing in the US, Lotus Technology, which is part of Group Lotus, which makes the well-known sports cars. And that is also owned by the Chinese car company Geely. But Lotus Tech isn't going down the IPO route to get its listing. Can you tell us a bit more about that, please? Yes. Lotus Tech is going public through a merger with a special purpose acquisition company, also known as SPACs, if you remember those. Um, and this particular SPAC was formed by affiliates of the investment firm L. Catterton. And it's been about a year since they made the announcement about the merger, so it's been a very slow process. But a few weeks ago, Lotus and L. Catterton secured uh, $870 million in a private investment in public equity uh, financing, which will support that merger. So it looks like it's going to get the green light. And presumably that route requires quite a lot less scrutiny and a lot less uh, administration and filings. Yes, that's right. Typically, SPAC mergers are um, simplified for the the two businesses since it's a merger rather than a public listing. So typically, uh, it is easier to get through the regulatory process. Great. Thank you. And 
Lotus Tech and Zika are both in the electric vehicle subsector. Cheyenne is fast fashion. Can you talk through the key sectors that Chinese issuers could find success in in US listings, please? Yeah, the EV market seems to be the most attractive right now um, because the potential there is massive. You have Chinese companies that are expected to be major players in in the industry in years to come, and they can challenge the leaders like Tesla with more affordable price points. So that's a big opportunity going forward. Otherwise, we'll have to see how Xi'an and ZKH perform to get a better idea of whether other sectors like consumer or industrials might also present new opportunities for investors. So it sounds like there is potentially the appetite there, but it's not going to be easy for any of those Chinese companies looking to list in the US anytime soon. That's right. I think unless US-China relations really improve, uh, all these companies are going to face you know, regulatory risks as well as um, a hesitant response from investors. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Troy. That was Troy Hooper, head of pre-event equity capital markets for Merger Market in the US. Thanks for listening to Dealcast presented by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. Please rate, review and follow the podcast. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or look out for your Merger Market news alert. For more information, have a look at our show notes. Join us again next week.